Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, March 24th. S&P futures had been about unchanged all morning. They've since caught a bid. That rally started around 4 a.m. approximately. So you have S&P futures up about 14 points. That's about 35 basis points. You have Dow futures up about 89 points. That's about 27 basis points. You have NASDAQ futures up about 110 points. That's about 85 basis points. So continued outperformance in growth growth momentum stocks, Um, but you're not really seeing uh, intense selling in the cyclical value names thus far this morning. Um, Asia finishing the red across the board for the most part. And Europe opened with modest losses. Uh, The major European indices have since rebounded to about unchanged. You have strong outperformance in tech in Europe. So generally slow morning for the most part. What you saw beginning around 4 a.m. was the flash PMI figures out of Europe start to cross the tape. So Germany, France, and then the full Eurozone number crossed at 5 a.m. They were pretty encouraging. I think a lot of people were fearing a setback in European growth in the month of March, given the incremental COVID headwinds that has not happened, at least in the uh, flash PMI figures for March that were out this morning. So Germany in particular was very solid. Um, France was decent as well. And the overall European number was above expectations too. Um, you know, manufacturing is making um, some very healthy rebounds and then services, which is most sensitive to COVID did decently too. So that is the primary catalyst for the rebound in futures that you're seeing this morning after the sell-off yesterday. The other um, economic number in focus was the UK inflation figure, which came in um, well below expectations. So obviously there's a lot of focus on inflation numbers globally. Um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't pr- particularly crucial figure, but um, certainly somewhat encouraging to see um, inflation not, you know, jumping far ahead of expectations. Otherwise, there's not a ton incremental to talk about. Um, you know, there's, there's certainly a lot of anxiety in the market this week. Um, you know, I think a lot of it is kind of just trying to backfill a negative narrative to justify the pullback on equities that you're seeing. I don't really think there's been a dramatic change in the broader kind of fundamental backdrop. I think what you're seeing for the most part in equities um, and then the treasury rally too, it's just kind of an unwind of a lot of the big Q1 trades as people just rebalance and profit take into the end of the quarter. Um, you know, But you definitely have seen an increased um, frequency in tax hike threats. So remember the Biden Build Back Better program, this is the next phase of the fiscal agenda. The White House is starting to leak components of it to the press. You saw a ton of articles um, starting midday, midday Monday and then all throughout the night, Monday night, Tuesday morning. Um, just talking about the spending plans, the tax hike plans, and then this incremental component of of uh, targeting drug prices to kind of raise a couple hundred billion dollars of money to put towards infrastructure. Um, you know, there's a wide, wide gap between what Biden wants and what's um, passable in the Senate and House. And that's even if they, the Democrats pursue reconciliation again, which will allow them to pass something on just a simple majority in the Senate. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, there probably will not see a material increase in tax rates, um, but you certainly are going to see weeks and months of threats going forward. So that obviously will not be positive for sentiment. On the COVID front, you know, the headlines have not been um, 
you know, the U.S. has, has been coming off a string of, of weeks and weeks of very bullish COVID headwinds, of falling transmissions, widening um, vaccinations, um, rescinding lockdown restrictions, et cetera. That's shifted a tiny bit in the last couple of days where you've seen um, transmission figures plateau and then rise in certain areas. But I think in general, the U.S. COVID outlook is still very bullish. Um, and that's largely just because of where we stand with vaccines, where the vaccination numbers continue to rise the availability of vaccines is increasing. Um, you have a lot of states now that are removing completely any types of restrictions on on uh, vaccine availability. So Texas and Georgia yesterday became the two latest states to make vaccines available to all adult citizens if they want it. Um, and I think the U.S. is still on track to achieve herd immunity by the beginning of May. Um, you know, Europe is obviously a different story, largely because of where they stand with vaccines. So Europe is, you know, at least two months behind where the U.S. is on vaccines for a variety of different reasons, specifically because they put a lot of their eggs in the AstraZeneca basket to begin with. Um, that vaccine has come under enormous pressures, not just on the supply front, but there's also now just a, a ton of misinformation and safety concerns, and that is impeding the adoption of it. Um so Europe is certainly not where the U.S. is, but, um, you know, they are catching up and you are going to see the vaccination process increase in Europe over the coming months. But, um, you know, in general, I think the the battle against COVID is still being won, not necessarily in a linear fashion, but, um, I, you know, I still think it is being won. Um, you have ongoing supply chain strains, too. So obviously, autos is a huge area um, that is being impacted by component shortages. This has really been starting since last late last year. Um, that seems to be growing more pronounced. Intel came out last night, talked about ongoing supply chains. A lot of companies that are reporting earnings now talking about supply chain constraints, higher input costs, et cetera. So that's um, you know certainly something that's going to be an issue during this upcoming earnings season um, as companies report starting in just a couple of weeks for Q1. Um, and otherwise, uh, like I said, not, not a ton else to talk about on the macro front. Very status quo morning for the most part. Um, on the micro front, there were a bunch of interesting items. Intel is probably getting the most attention. So put out um, a big release last night. This is the first um, update from the company's new CEO, making a very strong commitment to manufacturing. There has been you know, some talk in the past several quarters about whether or not Intel was going to double down on manufacturing or perhaps pursue more of an outsourced strategy. Um, very much doubling down on manufacturing, huge CapEx guidance for this year um, as they start to ramp back up their manufacturing footprint. They're going to build two huge fabs in Arizona. Um, so investors certainly like the commitment to manufacturing. Uh, management talked about how they are on track for their seven nanometer node, which has been a big area of controversy. And then um, they said that they are tracking ahead of expectations for Q1. The 2021 guidance was soft on revenue and gross margins and earnings, um, but it looks like investors are kind of forgiving them just and, and are welcoming the broader message. So Intel shares were trading higher last night and this morning. Um, GameStop, not even going to talk about GameStop. Um, you know, needless to say, I don't know why anyone would want to buy that stock at these levels given the fundamental backdrop um, and the earnings last night missed across the board and they missed despite a large tax benefit. Um, but that stock. Um, initially rally, but traded lower last night is trading lower this morning. Tencent earnings, the headlines talk about a large beat on Tencent. Um, but if you look at the core earnings number, it actually fell a little bit short on EPS and EBITDA. Um, so that number hit after the Asia close on uh, Tencent. A couple of other micro items to note that are in the piece, including Adobe earnings, and then Amazon announced uh, a new head of their AWS unit. Um, and that is pretty much all the news for today on the calendar. You have the U.S. flash PMIs at 945. 
You have Powell and Yellen will be having another day of testimony um, before the Senate. They were in front of the House yesterday. I don't think this is really going to be particularly important. I don't think the testimony yesterday caused the sell-off in the market. I know a lot of people were um, tying the two together. Powell's message is very consistent with his recent um, press conference after the latest meeting. And Yellen is largely echoing the Biden agenda. So talking about you know, increasing taxes to help pay for infrastructure spending. But that should not be surprising to anyone that's been the Biden agenda since before the election. You have a five-year treasury auction today at one o'clock um, and then a couple of very minor earnings reports. So nothing um, too important on the micro front. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.